1: I'm Vioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio,
2: a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9 Love Love at at First first listen. Listen.
5: It's not painting for gold, it's painting for a Super Bowl. The Niners have reached Pater, we discuss. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free... Great quote. Hope you had a above-average weekend. It is like the 49ers flashed into a time warp the way they approached the Green Bay Packers. No respect. No respect for Green Bay's ability to stop the running game. And it proved to be correct. I looked it up. I went to the dictionary.com website, and it does say that game is a rat kill situation. That was a rat kill for the 49ers against the Packers, but... I assume you watched some of it, but this was a a throwback. We hearken back to the days before the forward pass. The Niners believing you don't need to throw the ball at all. At all uh, to win a game. And uh, what an embarrassment for the Green Bay franchise. Well, I mean, they had an owner. The owner would fire somebody. They don't have an owner. They don't have an owner. Uh, But Jimmy Garoppolo was an afterthought in this game. It was all about the ground and pound 49er gold rush attack. Now, the 49ers had prided themselves on having a three-prong attack in the backfield. They're down to one. They're down to one, but it's a pretty good one. But Jimmy Garoppolo attempted eight passes in the entire game. He went an hour and a half, I believe they said, uh, on the broadcast, the Fox broadcast, between in real-time pass attempts. Six of eight for 77 yards. But he gets a win, a playoff win for Jimmy Garoppolo, attempting eight passes. I could have played quarterback for the 49ers and attempted eight passes. They still would have won the game. So Raheem Mostert. Who? Raheem Mostert, 29 carries for 220 yards and not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns, the second most yards in the history of the postseason in the NFL, and he tied the record for the most touchdowns. In a postseason game, Mostert chewing them up and spitting them out, they being the Green Bay Packers. This was a domination situation. And so the question is this. Is Raheem Mostert that great, that amazing, and we just didn't know about it, or are the Green Bay Packers that horrifically bad and that big an embarrassment? Uh, Which one is it? And the answer, let me open the envelope here, The answer is Green Bay sucked. I don't buy this guy. (laughs) Mostert is now here to, uh, for the rest of time, going to be great. This was his moment in the sun. Congratulations. Enjoy your 15 minutes of fame. Uh, He was marvelous. Great. Wonderful. Uh, I've got theater, dog's lunch, and paralysis. And we will connect all this together like Legos. Now, first of all, Raheem Mostert. A vagabond running back. Never heard of him. You look at this guy's pro football reference page and bouncing all over the place. He's a guy who has played well in a secondary role for the Niners, but let's not get carried away. He has played in regular season games for five different NFL teams. He also went to training camp with a couple of other teams who was in the offseason program for teams he never even made. He's a football hobo is what this guy is, and he's faceless, he's nameless. Now he's got a name for a day. Uh, Mostert, he went from Cleveland to Miami to Baltimore to Chicago. There were a couple other teams mixed in. Those are teams he actually played for, and then he ends up in the Bay Area. He's been cut by six different teams. Six different teams have released this guy, and he ran through like a juggernaut the Green Bay Packers defense. Six teams cut that guy. Six of them. He had one career 100 yard game prior to the NFC title game. No playoff touchdowns before the NFC title game. Four of them now. Most rushing yards in a game in Niners history. Holy Roger Craig Batman. Raheem Mostert. That was insane. This was masterpiece theater. Is what it was. It looked like a mashup of Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith at times. He was bullying over Green Bay defensive players. It was a rinky-dink effort by the Packers up front there. They turned this guy into a monster. He was a monster running back moster. And it was really just the first time. He had 160 yards and three touchdowns before they passed out orange slices At halftime. Now, he's going to get a new contract based on this game alone. Someone's going to pay him, overpay him, because of this. So, the old line, congratulations to the Green Bay Packers defense. They've done more to help Raheem Mostert than anyone else, any agent, any coach along the way, because this guy's going to get paid by somebody. All right. Now, secondly... The Green Bay, I had said this leading up to the game, and I had continued to bang the drum that the Packers were overrated. Overrated. All season. Right? It is stunning to me that they were able to get to this particular point, and the fact that they piled up as many regular season wins. It must be my TV because every time I watch the Packers, I came away less than impressed with Green Bay. In the NFC title game, my eyeballs did not deceive me. This was a total fiasco. Total fiasco. This defense, they served up, I'm being polite, a dog's lunch. I'm not allowed to use profanity on the radio, so I can't say what they actually served up, but it was a dog's lunch in the first half. Messy tackling. They were disorganized. The very bedrock of any football team, they failed to do those things, They blocking and tackling, uh, th- those two basic things. They had rubbery legs. They were trying to catch up with Raheem Mostert. It, you know, he's, just, you know, he's clearly got some talent. The guy's bounced all over the God's green earth like a pinball, but my goodness, completely unacceptable, but not surprising. The only surprising thing is that Jimmy Garoppolo had eight pass attempts. Six of them in the first half. He had two in the second half. know <laughs> the Packers, they're like, the 49ers, are like, Wait, they, these guys are such pussy willows. They can't stop the running game. We'll just keep running. We're not going to even bother throwing the ball. Why would we bother throwing the ball? They can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, 27 to nothing at halftime. And I, I want to go over Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm ripping the Packers' defense. I would like to also assault verbally. Aaron Rodgers, I believe he deserves to be beaten up pretty good because we keep hearing how wonderful Aaron Rodgers is and guys get all aroused who do TV football to tell us how wonderful Aaron Rodgers is and they show us his numbers, his stats, and all that. And then you see him in these big moments and you're like, wow, he really blows. Uh, What's going on with that? And uh, Aaron Rodgers, yet again, horrific. He did have the Lamar Jackson special, though, because Lamar Jackson, who allowed in the first Ravens playoff game, allowed Tennessee to run rough shot over him and then in garbage time pile up some statistics. Well, Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. It was twenty-seven to nothing at halftime. The game was over. Okay? The game was over. In the first half, when the game was in the balance, you can say, well, if Rodgers makes a couple of highlight reel plays and throws some crazy passes down the field, then Green Bay could have stayed in the game and had a, a more than a puncher's chance in the second half. But Aaron Rodgers, in the first half of that game, he had 65 yards passing. He averaged less than 5.5 yards per attempt, couple of sacks, no no touchdowns. He did have an interception. His passer rating was 52.4. Hard to have a touchdown when you don't score. So 52.4 in the first half. And then in garbage time, you're down 27 nothing. Much like a turkey before Thanksgiving. You know they fatten them up? They put steroids in there. They fatten up the birds before Thanksgiving. Aaron Rodgers. Fattened up the statue. He looked like Russell Westbrook or James Harden in the NBA trying to fatten up those stats, get that triple-double, that cheap ripoff triple-double. He completed 81% of his passes after halftime, Rodgers. Averaged almost 10 yards per attempt in the second half of the game. Had two touchdowns. He did have another interception. So he finished the game with three fumbles and two interceptions. And I believe he is now, what, one in three? In NFC Championship game appearances, I read that, and the one Relax. win was when the Bears' quarterback, the starting quarterback, got hurt. That's it. Period. Stop. Legend. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's a legend. He's a legend. All right, let's hear from the man of the hour here. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers, who apparently uh, thinks the plan is just home cooking. That's all the Packers need in the future.
3: I've said this before. You know, we got to get one of these at home. It's a different ball game. It's different. You know, playing in uh, 20-degree weather and snow, cold, and wind is a different uh, type of game than playing here.
5: So the weather is the reason the Packers played poorly. It was too warm in Northern California. Is that what we're supposed to take away? (laughs) You must think people are dumb. All right, here's more from Aaron Rodgers, who says that this particular game, well, it, it all ties together.
3: The way things went today was... Kind of a microcosm of our season. The inefficiency caught up to us a few times and put us uh, in rough, rough spots.
5: Yeah. That's his way of saying we were not as good as our record. Which is what I've been saying. Right? That's what I've been saying here. But I think everything is a micro every game is a microcosm of the season, isn't that? I mean, so by definition, am I wrong? Right? All right. Uh let's see who uh Matt LaFleur uh, is he a good coach or a bad coach? Who the hell knows? Here's Matt LaFleur uh, saying that the uh, 49ers, now right now, the opponent, the team they lost to, well, apparently they are the class of the class.
4: we got a ways to go, obviously. I mean, they got after us two games, and they're right now, I mean, they're, they're the gold standard in the NFC. So we're going to have to look at Certain things that we're asking our guys to do, and we're going to definitely. Because I always think it starts with the coaching. We're going to have to ask our guys to, to do things they can do, and the guys are going to have to work hard this off season to have oh, a yeah. chance to get back here.
5: As opposed to not working hard in the off season, because a lot of NFL teams encourage the players not to work hard in the off season. Don't even work out. Eat Cheetos all day. Don't uh, drink a lot of alcohol and. Uh, <laughs> Chase booty models all over Instagram. That's the advice most coaches give NFL players these days, correct? Yes? No? Okay. Uh, here's one more from Matt Lefleur. Listen to this. You want You can actually hear his nose growing here. He was asked about Aaron Rodgers' performance. Let's see. Does he, is he honest? Does he say Rodgers sucked or does he lie? I think we know the answer.
4: I thought overall, I thought he played really well. You know, he, he was making throws. I mean, he was competing. He was, he was giving us a chance at the end of the game.
5: Yeah, at the end of the game. You were down 27. Nothing you moron. The game was over at halftime. They should have you should have just forfeited it at halftime. The game was over. When the game was close, Rodgers puked. He took a trip on the Vomit Comet is what Aaron Rodgers did in the first time. He had a passer rating of 52. He fumbled three times and by the way did not look very motivated to jump on the ball. He pulled the Cam Newton. He Relax. pulled the Cam Newton. And he gets, because he's Aaron Rodgers, he gets a free pass. He's the golden boy. You imagine, if Cam, We still rip Cam Newton when he fumbled in the Super Bowl and he did not dive on the ball. He pulled the Pussy Willow card out. Relax. Aaron Rodgers played the Pussy will out guard. He relax. did. Relax. I'm gonna relax. I'm going to relax. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, final thought here. So the 49ers now have two weeks to rest up and build up for the Super Bowl. They'll take on Kansas City more than the Chiefs as they mollywopped. The Tennessee Titans after falling behind Kansas City and uh, Santa Clara. Super Bowl 54. I will not be there, but other rich, powerful media people will be in Miami there. We will see if the Niners can avoid the rat trap, which is paralysis of analysis. And that's uh, something that happened last year with Sean McVay, the uh, Rams coach, who was overwhelmed by the moment and acted like a starstruck teenager when he met Bill Belichick before the game was so embarrassing, so humiliating, and you knew the Rams were screwed the moment that Sean, that video popped up of McVeigh and Belichick. And here's, uh, we actually have sound of McVeigh when he met Belichick. Slobber, 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 lick, lick, lick. That's how it went. He was like a dog. Uh, he was so excited. So as long as Kyle Shanahan does not come out and give Andy Reid a shoulder massage before the game, then I think the, the Niners will, will be all right as far as the, the competition here. The Super Bowl 55. Yes! The Super Bowl matchup, though, will be billboarded as Patrick Mahomes versus the defense, right? Nick Bosa and the defense because when you're Jimmy Garoppolo throws eight passes, it's hard to really celebrate Garoppolo. But he's a Super Bowl quarterback. He's a Super Bowl quarterback. And it, and it seems like, based on the early reporting there, that Tevin Coleman, unless they really shoot him up with a lot of drugs, he's not going to play in the Super Bowl. So it's going to be the Raheem mostert show and uh matt breed is not really a factor i guess he'll have to become a factor uh but that's the deal be
6: sure to catch live editions of the ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app
0: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip
3: hi checking in for
0: or the perfect table
3: hey where are you coming
5: The Chiefs remembered to show up against the Titans. That was really the main goal there. You show up, you should be able to win in Kansas City after a rough beginning, manhandling the Titans for the bulk of that game. They end up getting a win. They're on to Miami now. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you were anticipating the Chiefs' washout and underperformance by Kansas City, it did not happen. It did not happen. There was a lot of buildup about the disappointment of Andy Reid over the years and his record. And we pointed out... A couple of days ago, as we pat ourselves on the back, that the Chiefs in the fourth quarter was a close game. You think they'd be like, oh, we can't win because Andy Reid's our coach. But a lot of dummies are like, oh, that's a big deal. Now, I guess I'm a dummy because I thought the Titans would be able to hang around and, and lose the game, but lose within a touchdown. It didn't happen. Mahomes. 23 out of 35, he had 294 yards, saw the game, three three touchdowns, he added a, a touchdown run as well, so four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, had that ridiculous run, and the Chiefs now have advanced to the Super Bowl, they trailed 17-7 to at the end of the first quarter. And they fell behind by double digits a, a couple of times. But Kansas City then came back. They woke up, rising up from the ashes. And they put three consecutive scoring drives together. They had a 21-17 lead at halftime. So they were down 10 nothing. They were down 17-7. to And then it was 21-17 to at halftime. Well, it's still a game. It's still a game. Uh, didn't turn out to be much of a game in the second half. The Super Bowl 54 matchup will be the Chiefs. First appearance, they'll play the 49ers, first appearance for that franchise in the last 50 years. 50 years of futility, 50 years of coming close, 50 years of different quarterbacks. Even Joe Montana couldn't get it done. The legendary Joe Montana back in the day. But there they are on the doorstep of winning a championship. So the toss-up question, is this a bigger deal to get to the Super Bowl in the year twenty twenty? For Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. Now, the popular choice will be Mahomes because Andy Reid has already been to a Super Bowl. But I'm going with Big Red. I believe this is a bigger deal for Andy Reid than it is for Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you why. All right. You've got the shish kebab, the Russian ballerina, and the relay race. And we will lock all these things together. Now, number one. Oh, Roberto, you're off your game today. It's a bad. There we go. All right, uh, Andy Reid. I just expect it now, and I didn't get to hear what I wanted. Anyway, Andy Reid was on notice. You better not f this up. Don't screw this up. Yeah, you screw the pooch, you're out. You're done. I, and I'm not saying Andy Reid would have been fired, but the if there had been an offensive smell coming out of Arrowhead Stadium, and Tennessee was in a celebratory mood. There would have been people saying, turn out the lights, the party's over for Andy Reid. But none of that's going to happen now. It was get to the Super Bowl or bust, and they did not bust out. And Andy Reid was going to be obliterated if Kansas City stumbled. They said, well, look, his record, he's holding back Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the Chiefs met the challenge, and you know, so, so that didn't have to happen and all that stuff. But in the lead-up, to the AFC title game, as we addressed here. It was Andy Reid's record in conference championship games that was a big focal point of conversation, and his many loaded teams, going back to his days in Philly, that often, at this moment, pooped the bed in the conference championship game. Andy Reid avoids being cooked like a shish kebab, because he would have been cooked like a shish kebab. It would have been a very big shish kebab, but it would have been a shish kebab, and he would have been cooked like one. We tried to warn you that past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Even though Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowl before, this is a bigger deal for him because had the Chiefs again stubbed their toe here and done the walk of shame off the field as a loser, had that happened, then the bugle would have sounded and it would have been Andy Reid is a piñata and everyone gets a swing it it's a child's birthday party. You get a swing, you get a swing, you in the back get a swing. And listen, Andy Reid, he, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame whether they win the Super Bowl or not. If, even if the Chiefs had lost, Andy Reid's going to get to the Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a beauty contest. And he's popular. People like Andy Reid. He's a good guy. People seem to like to hang out with him. He's got a lot of friends in the NFL world. He's been around for a million years. So he's getting to the Hall of Fame no matter what. You'll hear a lot of chatter over the next couple of weeks about whether or not he qualifies for the Hall of Fame and all that. Uh, now, by getting to another Super Bowl with a second different team, and should they win it, well, please. Now, if they go to the Slaughterhouse, it might be a different conversation if the Chiefs get to the Slaughterhouse. Now, the second thing here, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying it would have not been humiliating for Mahomes to lose at home back-to-back years in the AFC title game, lost to the Patriots last year in overtime. And if you lose to the, the Tennessee Titans, I mean, that. I mean it, their, their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. But this was electrifying for Mahomes. The, the Titans have a pretty good defense. And it didn't seem to matter. Mahomes was equal to the test. No one's been able to slow down the choo-choo train from Kansas City. And so instead of remember the Titans, it was Polax the Titans because that's exactly what the Chiefs offense was able to do once they got the engine started. And it was going to take an out-of-body effort by Tennessee, parlayed with a, again, substandard performance by Mahomes and some of these other guys on Kansas City. A couple of fumbles and a, and a well-timed interception. They just play like a bunch of deadbeats. And if that had happened, then certainly – Tennessee was in position to take that and move on and go to the Super Bowl. But it was not, it was not the, the, the case. I mean, once, once the Chiefs got going, if you saw the game, you know the, the Chiefs were able to keep the Titans at bay from that point forward. You never really got the sense. I was hopeful, but I was realistic at the same time because I did have a little, little cashola there on uh, Tennessee. I was like, well, okay. Once they started throwing with Tannehill, I said, what are they doing? I mean, what is what is Vrabel doing? Does he have a death wish? Is he what? What is he trying to do here? This is coaching suicide to depend on Ryan Tannehill. You know, I understand at some point you have to, but I didn't. I didn't believe that was the point in the game. It was a premature move to throw early and throw often and get away and abandon the running. game. But Mahomes overpowered, he treated the Titans like silly putty in the in the second quarter and then the, the third quarter, I mean the second half. Kansas City, 28 unanswered points. They had a, tw- that 27-yard run by Mahomes, which uh, all the one-percenters in the media were just aroused, looked like a Russian ballerina as he stayed inbounds down that left sideline, squeezing past the Titans linebacker. Rashad Evans and getting paid hurt. So Kansas City, you talk about not just winning but ripping the soul out. It was a supernova performance by the Chiefs offense. They had scoring drives of 88 yards, 86 yards, 74 yards, 73 yards, 63 yards. They had five mammoth scoring drives, Uh, two of those. You go over 80 yards on a scoring drive and you do it a couple of times, that is an emasculation situation for, the, for a pretty good Tennessee Titans defense here that was not, was, not a dream-like, was not dreamlike in this particular game. But I guess if there's anything that you can take away from this if you're the Titans is you didn't get ambushed. You didn't get shellacked right at the beginning. It took a little while for you to get clobbered. Unlike the Green Bay Packers who didn't even show up and compete and they were just run over steamrolled, put in the organ grinder there, and had their eyes gouged out by the 49ers. At least the Titans, for a little while, you said, well, they have a 10-point lead. They're on the road. They got a 10-point lead. They got a running game. They had that long eight-minute drive there. You go, oh, boy, they can do more of that. Of course, they'd have like, they would have had to have had four of those eight eight eight-and-a-half-minute drives or nine-minute drives. All right, final point. So with the Chiefs playing the 49ers, in the Super Bowl, it is going to be all about Patrick Mahomes. You know that. I know that. Everyone knows that. He is the biggest name left on offense. Media people love offense. The fans relate more to offense. So he's bigger than anybody on the 49ers, and he is going to be the most hyped-up player. It's like a relay race. The passing of the baton They'll they'll build this up from Tom Brady, who's now at his you know at death's door for his career, uh, to Mahomes, and uh, ironically Jimmy G was supposed to be the heir to Tom Brady's throne in New England, and then he got sent unceremoniously sent packing from the Patriots, and so Santa Clara, a running team with Raheem Mostert, is going uh, is not going to you're not going to feature Jimmy Garoppolo. I know the argument is you can't play that way against the the Chiefs, you're gonna have to throw, you're gonna have to throw, or you're you're in trouble. But you got to prepare yourself. So you got two weeks of hype to lead up to Super Bowl Fifty Four. Patrick Mahomes will be besieged with media foaming at the mouth, who to publicize his story and to celebrate him and and all that. But the Tennessee Titans, once they once I I found out that and it was obviously twenty eight consecutive points for the Chiefs, but 31 pass attempts for Ryan Tannehill, which I believe is like almost double what he had the first two games for the Titans, and you had Derrick Henry, and you're like, well, you know, man, we're going to kind of go away from Derrick Henry. We're going to kind of go away from Henry. Uh, yeah, not so good. All right, let's hear uh, from some of the uh, the people here, let's see, Well, Tennessee Titans. Why don't we save that for later? We'll save that for a little bit later because this was more about the Chiefs. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show. If you'd like to be part, the lines are open at 877-99 on Fox. Now, I mentioned last hour, I teased it, I didn't pay it off. Can you go home again? Now, a star NFL player who has not played in some time would like to go back to his old team. We do not believe his old team is interested. That player, Dez Bryant. Now, Des Bryant, over the weekend, he was very active on the social media. And he uh, essentially, you know, I don't know if you, it's right in your face and all that stuff, but he said he's hungry for an NFL comeback. And certainly connecting the dots, people saying, hey, well, he wants to go play for the Dallas Cowboys again. Now, what are the chances that the Dallas Cowboys decide to bring back Dez Bryant? Because right? he blamed Jason Garrett for everything. Now they have a new coaching staff, and I, from what I understand, I don't follow Dez Bryant, but apparently he is very excited for Mike McCarthy. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Jerry Jones does not go back down that road again because Dez has been very temperamental, and I do not believe that's going to happen. So it's nice that he wants to go back. I'd be surprised. But, hey, I was surprised that Jason Garrett was hired as the Giants offensive coordinator. Speaking of that, did you see the the rumor going around that one of his former players from Dallas might be following him to the Giants? It was reported over the weekend that the Giants could bring in who? None other than Jason Witten. Well, one thing's for sure. Witten's got to keep playing because there's, no one's going to hire him to do television. He was so bad at television. Who's going to hire him? I know the TV people love uh, these former athletes, but who's going to hire Jason Witten? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. It'd be tough to leave the Cowboys. Like Jason Witten's another one of the Jerry's kids. That bond they've got. All right, to the phones we go. Christopher in Houston is up next. Hello, Christopher. Wow, man. Wow. 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 Now, now,
9: now a couple of things I want to get into, okay? First of all, the Rockies stink. Dan gonna get fired. We're not talking about that. We're gonna leave. It I like called it that is.
5: last week. I'd like to record to show I was the first person to call Dan Tony on the hot seat last week. Thank you.
9: Yeah, he's a lame duck coach. All right. Uh I listen to the podcast. Um, I mean, how much toe sucking and how much just, just, this you and Gagon, Who does it? Oh, more? you're referring that to Kendrick's the oh, you're referring toe. you're
5: referring to the bonus the fifth hour podcast, which is available right now for download. Uh, from the weekend, if you missed it, if you do not subscribe, if you're a P1 on the show, you've got to listen to that. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It's available wherever you get podcasts, iHeart, Apple, you name it.
9: You and Gagon, who, who, who has the better friends or who has the better life? I mean, do we got to listen to this or we're going to listen to what I was doing at first? Because I mean, it seems like he, he's he's kind of a little bit too cocky about himself. That thing. Well, he's, he's a, a, nar-
5: he's, a nar- he's a narcissist, uh, Gascon, and he's seeing a therapist, but it's not helping. He needs some meds. He needs yeah, he some needs medication because
9: no woman wants to date a man that wears
5: makeup. Well, exactly. He's very listen. There's nothing wrong with this, but he's very feminine, uh, uh, Gascon. Uh, is very feminine. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, he's got issues. He's trying to, you know, everything he says there, you can tell he's trying to cover something up. David
9: Gagon. Yeah, yeah he's covering up them blemishes on his face. That's what well, that's doing. why
5: Mike North gave him the nickname Gag <laughs> back in the day. He <laughs> earned that nickname. I mean, please. Come now, on.
9: Ben, they, they, they had a big, big discussion. I know you've been having a big discussion about the players being suspended for the cheating. Oh, there's, a, there's a
5: cover-up up going on right now in Major League Baseball. Now, now, there ben, is an absolute you know, cover-up there. They don't want now, the rest of this think, to get out.
9: Now, what I think this is about is, is the fact that the immunity ploy is that they had to give the players that just to get them to talk. Because I don't think the players would have spoke upon it if they would just known they were going to get suspended. And it would just been basically my fires. Yeah. you know, well, vacated uh, from again, the after. Again, I,
5: I ran down a laundry list. Every other sport. The players don't get away with it. Baseball allowed this to happen. It's an indictment of Rob Manford and the idiots in New York City that run Major League Baseball. And I hope more comes out. I hope more comes out. It's, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Only, they, these guys gonna, were blatantly I, cheating, and they got away with it. The only people punished are A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno. Who the F cares?
9: Well, you know, I think that was probably a deal. I think that was a deal under the table, Ben. Now, now that might have been a deal to crane. Like, hey, if you keep your manager, we're taking your title. But if you get rid of your manager, you can keep the title. I think that was kind of what it would say. Because I'm still kind of itchy because how he just fired them like that and they had got suspended. It's Like, you, you act like you didn't know what was going on. You knew what was going on.
5: Don't act like you wasn't. No, I mean, of course on, they man. knew what was going on. But the, the, yeah, that's how Tuve, that video, I keep watching that video of him running into the dugout to change. Who the hell does that? That's... That is the, hum- you, you look at human nature and, and how many of these, can you name another baseball player, maybe another Astro that ran into the dugout to change after hitting a walk-off home run?
9: You know, that, that stir is real bad in Houston right now. And that, you know, because Altuve is a real, real big fan favorite down here, and now he got a real big blemish on him. And people are really, really, like the only happiest person in Houston right now is the King Elijah Warren. And all he's waiting on is J.J. Watt to get some, get some dirt on him, and then he'll be back number one in Houston again. There you go. They should have Elijah
5: one yeah. who should coach the Rockets. They should hire him as coach. Now when D'Antoni gets fired. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Chris. Uh, always always room for some hot Astro talk. Especially those home and away splits for Altuve. They just can't get over that man. Well, you pointed out also there, Roberto, that that Alex Bregman, that arrogant sob, Alex Bregman. Yeah, he suddenly, likes to be in front
8: of the camera, all of a sudden he's all subdued. Yeah,
5: Mister Cocky, uh, doing the cock walk. He he's all of a sudden uh, not so much. Oh no! Right, not nope. so much. Unbelievable.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: There's no distance
0: too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for.
6: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Brought
5: to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you and keep trying Ryan Bershinger.
6: Uh, Alex Bregman said he's
1: never worn an electronic device, called the stuff that appeared on social media stupid. MLB also issued a statement denying the report. Ben, do you believe MLB and Alex Bregman?
5: Well, of course not. I mean, listen, A, uh, the Astros as an organization have really a lot of integrity. Uh, when you think about that franchise, unless that's not true. A.J. Hinch looked right into the camera and lied to every man, woman, and child. So that is the backdrop. That was his manager, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is a pompous, arrogant weasel, is what Alex Bregman is. And B, just because there's no evidence of Major League Baseball claims doesn't mean it didn't occur, right? I mean, I've seen a lot of circumstantial evidence that would – be enough for me to reopen the case but baseball's afraid to reopen the case why are you afraid to reopen the case the video the photographs of Altuve are compelling and uh listen I think they should do it baseball's afraid what are they afraid of next NFL on Odell Beckham's
1: uh, antics last week. We have been monitoring the situation, but we'll decline further comment. Do you think the NFL will punish OBJ for spanking a police officer? Well, I don't
5: think he'll be suspended, but I believe he will be fined. I think they're going to fine him, and they'll fine also Julian Edelman for being a knucklehead and jumping on a car in Beverly Hills. But no suspension. I'm going to say no suspension, because it's a new kinder, gentler Roger Goodell. All right, next! Joe Judge says
1: Jason Garrett sees the game through a different lens than most coaches. Ben, what does that mean?
5: Well, see, Jason Garrett as a coach, I figure this out, Ryan, Jason Garrett as a coach, he doesn't mind feedback from people above him, right? He's not afraid to be micromanaged by an owner, so he's got that going for him, and he doesn't seem to care whether the team wins or loses. So those are all good attributes that Joe, what is Joe Judge going to say? Of course Joe Judge is going to sit there and wax poetic about a guy that he just hired. I don't think Joe Judge had anything to do with that. I think that was ownership. It's like, we like this guy, Jason Garrett, you better hire him. All right, there it is. Keep trying, Ryan. How did we do?
1: Ben, as always, you
5: passed. That is a win. Thank you, Ryan. You can come back anytime you want. Another win for me.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice.
3: Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds.
6: And if you don't like it, screw
5: you. And away we go. It's the Insta advice line on the Ben Maller Show. Who needs our advice in the world of sports? It's an athlete, a coach, a prominent mover and shaker, a (laughs) newsmaker. Well, after watching the NFC Championship game, we have a lot of options this week. But I believe Aaron Rodgers is at the top of the list. He's now one in three in NFC title games. He won his first NFC title game in 2010, but only because the Bears quarterback got hurt. Lost in 2014, 2016, and 2019. We keep hearing how Aaron Rodgers is a big game quarterback, but in the three and uh, four NFC title games. Six touchdowns, seven interceptions for Aaron Rodgers. So, what is your advice to Aaron Rodgers? You're live on the air when you hear my voice at 877 99 on Fox. No line one, so we start on line two. Hello, line two. The 49ers gave the Packers the Todd Heat treatment. Wow. Let's go to the Snore line. Snore line, are you there, Snore line? Thank you for that. All right, let's go over here. Uh, line four, you're next. Hello, line four. Can agree you? Can
9: agree Can Get agree Can it agree
5: All right, enough of that. Uh, it is so childish all of a sudden. Line five, we do a grown-up show. If you want the JV, call when that gaggon's in here. Hello, line five. Get a job, bitch. <laughs> all right. Laren's got a house in Malibu. He doesn't need a job. Line, Line six, hello. Line six, not paying attention. We'll go back through at 877-99 on Fox. Unscreen calls. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line one. I've kidnapped Coop, and I want $100 to get him back. I'll give you 10. Actually, wait, you should pay me 10. Wait a minute. All right. Let's go to the snore line. Snore line, are you there, snore line? Let's hear. Thank you for that. Let's go to line four. Hello, line four. I'm Fudgy
9: Kamala,
5: and I have a dream. What? Must be a slow night if that guy keeps getting in. Hello, line five. Go, line five. I know it's you, Roberto. Uh oh (laughs) He's back. Roberto, that guy's coming to get you, man. He's lurking out. He's outside right across the way there in that parking garage. He's staring in right across the garage over there. Giggity,
0: giggity, giggity, giggity. Across
5: the street from us. Line five. Hello, line five. All right, line five's not paying attention. We're going to oh, line the hell, six. Good job no by work. line five. Line six, hello. He needs to eat some green feces and get you, get to you, get to That's All right, man. That's, well, if that guy gets in one more time, I'm into the bit. If that guy gets in <laughs> one more time, the bit's over because apparently he and one other person are calling. Line line two, hello. Patrick Mahomes, scalpers like a screaming possum. All right, uh, let's go to these snore line So far, the snore line's the top <sighs> call here. Our friend and James providing snores. It's, I think it's a 1-800-SNORES as the uh, number there. And a... All right, thank you for that. Line 4, you're on the air. Hello, Line 4. We're giving advice to Aaron Rodgers. He's 1-3 in, in NFC title games. All right, Line 5, you're on the air. Hello, Line 5. All right, Line 5 not paying attention. Line 6, you're on the air. Hello, Line 6. Uh, That radio's turned up. That's not going to work. Line two, hello.
9: I will look Aaron Rodgers straight in the eye and say, relax. I don't know why he even answered this question.
5: Wow, I was not expecting that. That's a curveball. I was expecting him to say something else. Hello, line three. You're on the air. Do you like the Astros? Tink. There you go. Just cheat. Why not? All right. Uh, should we put the baby to bed here? We'll do one more. Only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame him. Keep trying. Ryan Bershinger, who's going to pick the final call. Go ahead, Ryan. Line five. Line number five. Final call. Insta advice line for Aaron Rodgers. CTV
9: Ottawa's Megan Shaw is making Charles a piece of ass.
5: There it is. You should have taken line six. Hello, line six. He- Oh, that was Angry Bill. See, Roberto, see, it's good you didn't take it six because Roberto heard Angry Bill and he knew right away that you got to dump that. You got to put that off the air because if Angry Bill gets an opportunity, it would, it would be Sodom and Gomorrah. It would be hell on earth. Because Brian Finley's got to keep his dad in line, is what he's got to do. It's a bad job by him.
2: we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.